You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Eric Soap here, excited to be joined by 2018 NLC Los Angeles fellow Jason Foster is here, one of our favorites of the recently graduated NLC 2018 crew. Let's get to it. All right, Jason, I think one of my most pressing questions is when it comes to the NLC Institute, which you just finished, how did you end up being the one that tended to take the group in very strange conversational directions over the course of those six months? <laughs> you know, I think um, it's, it's a gift and a curse. Um, you know, I think uh, the cohort was such an amazing group of people. Um, and, you know, I always look at opportunities like that to see um, how deep we can go in conversations. Um, and it was just an opportunity for me to kind of learn. You know, I always... I tend to ask the tangential conversation questions uh, to try to see what else we could find out uh, about people. And it was just a good opportunity over the six months to kind of learn the group um, and just kind of be wild every time. Yeah. Well, it's funny for me because I would, you know, I was definitely there a little bit more in the first two months, just making sure things got off okay. And then I would pop in periodically for, say, chapter fundraiser help. And I usually would come in in the afternoons. And when I would come, there'd usually be some some murmuring or, or dissent or, or hot takes going on uh, that then would be traced back to you as, as, as patient zero. Do you remember any of the, do you remember any of the examples of a particular heated conversations that you well, I won't I won't dive in, but I will say I have a particular opinion about Beyonce and Drake. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be uh, outed on the podcast, but I, I, definitely, um, okay. I definitely have my point of view. Um, feel free for anybody to ask. Uh, I can personally, like, we'll have to do a face-to-face because I don't want the high to come after my Twitter. Um, but, but you know, I think um, it's, it's such a – I think it's because, you know, I grew up in a small family uh, in Tennessee. I had three younger sisters, and I was the older brother. Um, so I just kind of got this role as, like, the jokester um, and, and really – pick and prod my way through conversations because that's where I feel like people tell the honest answers. Um, and I never accept the first one. Um, so in the afternoon you were seeing like a whole couple hours of me kind of wearing people down, uh, to getting to their actual answer, which we would talk about later in the evening over drinks. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> good. Hey, before we get to the stuff on the river, you know, we're in the highest season for recruitment for next year's fellows class. If somebody asks you why they should do NLC next year, what's your answer at this point, having wrapped in June? You know, what I've been telling people about the program, um, just when I'm doing kind of informal, reaching out to them, letting them know what I've done and and really engaging them to be interested. um, You know, I spent a lot of time talking about the group of people. You know, I think that Los Angeles is such a great city. Um, it's, It's where I'm calling home now. Um, and if you want to meet other young progressive leaders, literally leaders, um, doing things in their specific areas, um, and, and, and really kind of join a group that's going to move together, um, there's no better place to be. Um, you know, I came to NLC from someone I worked with in New York who actually lives in LA now, Connie Lee, um, kind of introduced the group to me. Um, and you know, she knew, um, the type of person I was. So the trust that she has in NLC, 
um, that I would, you know, kind of latch onto the group and be able to kind of see myself through it um, was great. Um, And I think it lived up to that and more. Um, And I just try to let people know, like, you know, take a chance. Um, And and also it's a it's a good opportunity to kind of learn the skills that will kind of help you progress um, as a leader. Um, So all the workshops, whether it was marketing, uh, fundraising, you know, kind of the professional development aspect was also incredible. Um, so just kind of combining all of those things, it's just a good, it's just a, a great group of people. And to only be connected with something that's nationwide too is a plus, you know? Um, so all those things combined. Love it. That's great to hear. Listen, I reached out to you because I saw a flyer for an event you got coming up later in the fall uh, and you work with the LA River. How often do you meet people who don't realize there is an LA River? So the, the funny, funny enough, you know, River LA is an organization that was started back in 2007. Um, I meet people every single day um, and it's probably, my, it's probably the best part of my job, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I think to be a initial ambassador for the org- for the organization and also the LA River um, is an opportunity to kind of, you know, win people um, and really raise awareness through like people and, and truly organizing uh, from that level. Um, and the river is the kind of summation of 17 different communities that run along 51 miles. Uh, there's a million people living within a mile of the river. And actually, one fourth of California's population living within an hour's drive. Um, so, just thinking about the scale and the opportunity to, to engage people uh, in the region, it's just a wonderful opportunity. Um, and River LA is just a great place uh, for me to land when I move to Los Angeles. Um, and I'm truly blessed and grateful to be working with the river. So, then in those three years, what's been the most dramatic change in the river itself uh, in that short term? And then what do you see happening in the next, say, three to five years that will be uh, dramatic and will make people like, oh, wow, this is actually something that has potential to really reshape how people think about Los Angeles? Well, over the last, um, I guess, three and a half years ago, we started um, a project um, focusing on the integrated design of the flood control channel. Um, and a lot of people don't know the LA river is created to protect Los Angeles from flood control, uh, and flood concerns. Um, you know, in the thirties, 1930s, uh, we had a series of floods that, you know, really devastated the Los Angeles area and the army Corps of engineers created the flood control channel. Um, and the basic premise of the channel is to move water from one place to another place as quickly as possible, um, to limit floods. Um, So what we wanted to do is really think about the river with new technology since the 1930s and really think about what's possible. Um, So we created the LA River Index online and it's uh, LARiverIndex.org. And that's the aggregation of over 100 different river plans. Uh, A lot of different organizations, municipalities, cities have created plans in the past. And we aggregated all of that data, made it publicly accessible on a website. Um, And then from there, we actually created a system in ways to talk about it. So transportation potential, flood control, water quality, uh, all the way to social equity um, and thinking about how the river could impact these different areas. Um, So that's really kind of like the watershed moment was creating this publicly accessible uh, platform in which people could educate themselves 
Um, and then over the next couple of years, we're, we're really engaged with LA County's LA River Master Plan. Uh, and River LA is coordinating the public engagement for that. Um, so we're doing outreach meetings, community meetings, and community events. And I think coming out of that plan is a really good opportunity for everyone in LA County, all 11 million people, to really engage in this plan to see how they would reimagine the LA River. Um, so we've got a series of surveys and digital moments um, that I'm working with, um, as well as like on the ground efforts to really get people engaged and involved. Nice. When we come back, we'll ask some more questions on what the future of the LA River will look like. Thanks for listening to the Zag. We'll be right back. So, Jason, at these meetings, what are the most frequent trends you hear about concerns that people have about transforming LA River into something different? Well, you know, I think change is a is a thing that people battle with every day, um, and your ability to change kind of dictates, you know, how you move through life. Um, and a lot of changes that are happening in LA are kind of tied with quality of life, but also affordability. Um, so I think a lot of the comments that people have around the changes on the Los Angeles River really tie back to being able to afford uh, not only where they live, but also things um, that they like and, and that they enjoy. Um, so I think a big part of the Los Angeles River's future is trying to figure out how to walk that line and really reflect community um, in its improvement. And also, how do we invite people to not uh, disagree with improvement in general um, and, you know, create parks and transportation amenities and other amenities that really can improve their quality of life, but also uh, help them be a part of that process so they can have some ownership in the change. And then if you had the power to change something immediately tomorrow with the river, what's the first thing you would change that you feel like would make the biggest difference? I would invite everyone to know about it and be aware that it exists. Um, I think, you know, awareness is a big part of any macro level change. Um, and I know that there's a tipping point, which you kind of reach, especially in a city like Los Angeles, where, um, you know, LAFC is a huge, you know, movement happening right now in the city, but the stadium only has 20,000 seats, um, you know, and, and thinking about the scale, that's less than 1% of LA's population. That's less than a half of a percent. Um, so just thinking about how movements are created, um, you know, I would love for more people to just be engaged and involved and educated, because I think that's where um, we can really kind of come together and create this collective vision for what we want to see. Nice. Hey, last thing, because we've had a chance to watch a basketball game together during Institute when <laughs> folks were over here. What's your take on LeBron James being a new member of the Los Angeles Lakers? What do you so, think is going to happen? I was not excited about him joining the Lakers just because I was a Laker fan and I am a Laker fan. And, um, you know, I, some of his talking points that he was using was like, you know, I'm, I'm not really concerned with basketball that much. I love my family. See, we're going to the hot takes. This is what happened. This is what there you happened. go. I was trying to get you this point. There. <laughs> this is what happens. But him starting that school has really like won me over. And I think it's, it's one of the moments, not necessarily won me over, but it just kind of showed me how he thought about who he was. Um, I think a lot of times we think about the why and the what. Uh, but him just kind of showing it and showing the method 
like this is how I'm going to make an impact. This is how I'm going to create change um, was just really, really um, inspiring. Um, and, you know, I think it's it's almost elegant in a way to be able to kind of set and understand your impact, especially being the same age as him, like knowing that like our impacts, we're legacy driven already. We don't have to wait until we're 50, 60, 70 years old. Like we can think about our collective impact for a long time today um, and kind of live in that way and in that method. Um, It was just kind of cool. Um, So he's won me over. I'm not buying a jersey by any means. Um, but, um, but I definitely, I, I can't wait for, you know, what he has planned, not only for Akron, but also hopefully some more schools in LA. Nice. I love it. Listen, thanks for being on and thanks for everyone for listening to this episode of the Zag. You can catch all past episodes and there's a lot, about 88 of them now in the iTunes store, the Google podcast store, just about everywhere, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. You can't miss us. Check out all the past episodes and stay tuned for more coming soon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>